0: yes yes yeah, <laughs>
1: On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a painting he did of a tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two archival clubs and a painting he did of a tree. On the third day of
0: Christmas, my true love gave to me Three haiku lines
1: Two archival gloves And a painting he did of a tree On the fourth
2: day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four hooks crocheting Three haiku lines
1: Two archival gloves And a painting he did of a tree On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five guitar strings, four
0: hooks crocheting, three haiku lines,
1: two archival gloves, and a painting he did of a tree.
0: On the sixth
1: day of Christmas my true love gave to me, six crooners hemming,
3: five guitar strings,
1: four hooks crocheting,
0: three haiku lines,
1: two archival gloves and a painting he did of a tree on the 7th day of christmas my true love gave to me a seven ukuleles six
3: crooners humming five guitar strings four
1: hooks crocheting three haiku lines Two archival gloves and a painting he did of a tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight quilters quilting, seven ukuleles, six
3: crooners hemming, five guitar
0: strings,
1: four hooks crocheting,
0: three haiku lines,
1: two archival gloves and a painting he did of a tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Nine tappers tapping Eight quilters quilting Seven ukuleles Six
3: crooners hemming Five guitar strings
0: Four hooks
1: crocheting
0: Three haiku lines
1: Two
4: archival gloves And a painting he did of a tree On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Ten pence for drawing Nine tappers tapping, eight quilters quilting, seven ukuleles,
3: six crooners hymning. five guitar strings,
1: four hooks crocheting, three haiku lines, two archival gloves, and a painting he did of a tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eleven authors typing,
4: ten pens for drawing. Nine tappers tapping,
1: eight quilters quilting, seven ukuleles, six crooners
3: hemming, five guitar strings,
1: four hooks crocheting,
0: three haiku lines,
1: two archival gloves, and a painting he did of a tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve potters throwing, eleven authors typing,
4: ten pens for drawing. Nine tappers tapping.
1: Eight quilters quilting. Seven ukuleles. Six
3: crooners hemming. Five guitar
1: strings.
0: Four hooks
1: crocheting.
0: Three haiku lines.
1: Two archival gloves. And a painting he did of a tree. Okay.
4: Okay
3: yeah okay
1: thank you Uh (laughs)
3: uh-huh all right
5: (laughs) all right everybody um good to see everyone happy holidays my name is hannah i have a little Mm -hmm. assistant Marisa, and we're going to be doing some christmas ornaments and they're going to be special we're doing wood slices so i don't know if you guys have seen these right here um, mm-hmm. I've, I see them all over the place now, wood slices. So I've always wanted to figure out what to do <laughs> with our wood slices. So cool. And they're so fun to do. They're so, they look really cool. These, um, I bought these pre-drilled. So you can string whatever string you wanted them. I have this. I have a bunch of this, this color. So I will be <laughs> using this later. Um, but yeah, let's get started with it. Um, I have a painting project here. So we have our clean wood slices, nothing on them. Um, they are pre-drilled, like I said, and we do have paints. I also have them. Mm-hmm. I also have a flat brush, I have a pointy brush, um, that should be all we need. Also have a napkin as well, have plenty of water, and of course, mm-hmm. it's very important to roll your sleeves up because with, this is paint we're talking about. <laughs> Um, I also have a palette as well. So you can use, if you don't have an actual palette, um, you're more than welcome to use, um, what is it, uh, paper paper plates. plates. (laughs) Paper plates. (laughs) Yes, paper plates. Um, So yeah, Yeah. let's get started. The thing about wood slices is that it wants to absorb the water. So I'm actually first going to take my brush Mm -hmm. and I'm going to brush a bunch of water on top. This is actually the same technique that you use to paint um, those terracotta planters if you ever wanted to paint those um it just wants to suck that water right up so (laughs) put it on down first that'll make the um paint a little bit easier to flow and then i will actually pick a color and i always like to start um in the middle and kind of, you know, add a little bit of paint here, but then skip a little bit and then start to work on the outside. We will be using a lot of water. So don't be shy, Marisa, use a lot of water. <laughs> see that? Then I can start to spread it. You see how it gets a little bit oh. um So that's where you bumpy? add the water. For. Exactly. Okay. It's a little bumpy there. Mm-hmm. We want thick paint. I'll probably add a little bit more water to that.
6: It's such a nice purple,
5: right? Yeah, this purple go right over the hole right there. And then I love to use uh, dirty paintbrush techniques where I don't really clean the brush. Mm. So it's kind of Exactly, exactly, the colors kind of mix. Now, I'm going to go from one extreme to the next. I'm going to go straight into my blue, add that right in the middle, start to spread that outwards now. I am pressing down kind of lightly, that way my purple in here doesn't really mix too, too much right now, but I can squish down a little more. Make it go around in a circle. Mm. Now, if it's easier for you, you can kind of like move this. But for me personally, it's kind of easier to move my own hand. It looks like you're frosting a cookie. Right? (laughs) It kind of does now. (laughs) Go on the outside. There you go, just like that. Look at that beautiful effect. Awesome. Um. You're more than welcome to grab a little more paint. Anytime the paint gets a little bit thinner, grab a little more. I like that yours has a more atmospheric look. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And it's all that water. Now, I know mine's a little bit wet. So for me, you'll probably see a little bit of paint mixing in with it. Again, let's make sure we have it right up there. I'm gonna start guess. with, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna start with my largest one. So and it's probably gonna get bigger. That's just how these things work. Um, see the center right there? Uh-huh. Pretty easy to point that out. My tree is gonna point to the center. Make a line. That water helps to make it smooth. There you go. See, look at that effortless. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> draw another one.
1: So Thank I'm gonna draw
5: y'all. a line. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. There you go. Okay. We'll start out with three trees and see how we go from there. Lovely. And now, if you'll notice, the trees are a little bit thinner at the top. And they get a little wider as they go downwards. So, very, very lightly. This is really tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Over top it. Very lightly. You can kind of feel the brush. See if you need more paint just by feeling it. See if you need to spread out the brush strokes a little bit.
3: There Beautiful.
5: Now I say this is going to be my biggest tree, but no could change later.
3: Now for you, uh-huh.
5: um, yeah. it's perfect right now because you, oh, really? it's, you think so? Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> okay. wet too. The paint is wet. So Thank it'll um, take the white really well. Now let's actually make some snow on top of our trees. I'm going to actually start on the bottom this time. Oh. And tap, tap, tap. Just to get the feel of it. Tiny little taps on oh. each little row.
3: Oh, that's so cute.
5: Yeah. Tiny taps. Oh. Kind of get the feel for it. You can see my brush, like, you can see the bristles very well. And that's actually a good thing for this kind of technique. Because it just kind of makes the job a little more easy, easier. There you go. Your little Christmas tree out in the forest. If I wanted to make little snowflakes, like falling uh-huh. from the sky, uh-huh. I could tap with the other end of my brush. Okay, like that. Oh. Now that's super okay. easy. Like you can do that anytime, okay. at any point in the process. And you can see. Um, I can get a couple of taps, and my snowflakes get a little bit smaller every single time I tap.
1: Where was the first place you ever, um, I guess, played with snow?
0: Oh,
5: Colorado.
1: Oh. Yeah. I want to go there.
5: It. I remember I was ten years old, and it had snowed the first night we were there. Um. And I remember, like, I, it was so fun playing in the snow and having snowball fights.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, reload. Beautiful. Thank you for joining, Marisa. Thank you. I had so much fun.
5: Now we have our lovely little snowflakes.
1: <laughs>
3: Ta-da!
5: Hope Ta-da. you enjoyed it. Hope you have fun with it. Happy, you, holidays. <laughs> happy,
3: happy, holidays. happy holidays. You're welcome.
4: Magical things happen with our musicians and artists at the hospital all the time. Some days they're extra special. Like today, we had some members of the San Antonio Symphony coming to play music for patients. And we were on the oncology unit and one of um, the patients came out of his room to listen to the music and just was so touched. And he wanted to share like a video message and thank you to um, the musicians and for everyone who helped to make that happen. And when I was in his room, he shared with me that it was his dream to sing Oh Holy Night with the san antonio symphony they had already moved on to another floor but i went back and got them we came back the whole group of them and they accompanied him singing oh holy night this is this is archie and he would like to sing with you guys
0: Christmas music but this will be the first Christmas on my way for my children mm-hmm. and this is to hear music like that moves your soul, moves your heart and for it to just be played with your whole heart it's amazing. Mm-hmm. They did an awesome job and I'm, I'm so happy they got they came and I got to hear it mm-hmm. and I thank you for that and I thank you for this gift. <laughs> Thank you for being here today.
4: Yeah, we're glad to be here.
2: This poem, Amazing Peace, written by Maya Angelou, was read in 2005 at the lighting of the National Christmas Tree. And although this poem was read several years ago, I think it still rings true. Today. Amazing Peace, a Christmas poem by Maya Angelou. Thunder rumbles in mountain passes and lightning rattles the eaves of our houses. Floodwaters await in our avenues. Snow falls upon snow, falls upon snow to avalanche over unprotected villages. The sky slips low and gray and threatening. We question ourselves. What have we done to so affront nature? We interrogate and worry God, are you there? Are you there really? Does the covenant you made with us still hold? into this climate of fear and apprehension Christmas enters streaming lights of joy ringing bells of hope and singing carols of forgiveness high up in the bright air the world is encouraged to come away from rancor come the way of friendship it is the glad season. Thunder ebbs to silence and lightning sleeps quietly in the corner floodwaters recede into memory. Snow becomes a yielding cushion to aid us as we make our way to higher ground. Hope is born again in the faces of children It rides on the shoulders of our aged as they walk into their sunsets. Hope spreads around the earth, brightening all things, even hate, which crouches breeding in dark corridors. In our joy, we think we hear a whisper. At first, it is too soft. Then, only half heard, we listen carefully, As it gathers strength, we hear a sweetness. The word is peace. It is loud now, louder than the explosion of bombs. We tremble at the sound. We are thrilled by its presence. It is what we have hungered for. Not just the absence of war, but true peace, a harmony of spirit, a comfort of courtesies, security for our beloveds and their beloveds. We clap hands and welcome the peace of Christmas. We beckon this good season to wait a while with us. We Baptist and Buddhist, Methodist and Muslim say, come peace. Come and fill us in our world with your majesty. We, the Jew and the Janus, the Catholic and the Confucian, implore you to stay a while with us so we may learn by your shimmering light how to look beyond complexion and see community. It is Christmas time a halting of hate time on this platform of peace we can create a language to translate ourselves to ourselves and to each other at this holy instant we celebrate the birth of jesus christ into the great religions of the world we jubilate the precious advent of trust we shout with glorious tongues, the coming of hope, all the earth's tribes loosen their voices to celebrate the promise of hope, to celebrate the promise of peace. We angels and mortals, believers and non-believers, we look heavenward, and we speak the word aloud, peace. We look at our world and we speak the word aloud, peace. We look at each other, then into ourselves and we say without shyness or apology or hesitation, peace my brother. Peace, my sister, peace, my soul.
5: I have a little art project for you that I believe and I hope goes along with the theme of um, the story that Judy is gonna be presenting to us. So I have here a little teacup. In fact, I have two of them. And I found these at a thrift store and I feel like they fit so nicely, okay? It's glass, all right? And for our project, it's gonna be important that it's either glass or ceramic. And the paints that I'm gonna be using are very special paints. These are enamel paints. I don't know how well you can see that, but enamel paints. You can buy them at any craft store. They're very, very easy to use. And in fact, if you've used acrylic paints, you, you'll you be set with using these. Um, I will be able to put them in the oven. Um, at, well, put my little, my little glasses in the oven to bake and set after I paint it. So just to run through the process of that, after you're finished painting it, let it air dry for at minimum, minimum an hour, then you're gonna place your cup or cups into a cool oven. Don't preheat it beforehand, make sure it's cool. Set it down in there nicely, safely. Um, Then you can preset your your oven for whatever the temperature it says on the bottle. For me, it says 350 degrees. So you set that, let it pre-bake in the oven as it's going to temp. Then you let it bake for 30 minutes. Um, at least that's what my set, mine says, okay? Go with what your your bottle says. Then you let it cool in the oven. Don't touch it until it's completely cool to the touch. So that may take maybe two hours or so. That's just my guess. So it is a long, lengthy process, but you will have some nice drinkable glassware that you created yourself after the whole process. So I am honored to be able to show you through that process.
0: A cup of Christmas tea by Tom Haig. The log was in the fireplace all spiced and set to burn. At last the yearly Christmas race was in the clubhouse turn. The cards were in the mail, all the gifts beneath the tree, and 30 days reprieve till Visa could catch up with me. Though smug satisfaction seemed the order of the day, something still was nagging me and would not go away. A week before, I got a letter from my old great aunt. It read, of course I'll understand completely if you can't, but if you find you have some time, how wonderful if we could have a little chat and share a cup of Christmas tea. She'd had a mild stroke that year which crippled her left side. Though housebound now, my folks had said, it hadn't hurt her pride. They said she'd love to see you. What a nice thing it would be for you to go and maybe have a cup of Christmas tea. But boy, I didn't want to go. Oh, what a bitter pill to see an old relation and how far she'd gone downhill. I remembered her as vigorous, as funny and as bright I remembered Christmas Eve's when she regaled us half the night. I didn't want to risk all that. I didn't want the pain. I didn't need to be depressed. I didn't need the strain. And what about my brother? Why not him? She's his aunt too. I thought I had it justified. But then before I knew, The reasons not to go I so painstakingly had built were cracking wide and crumbling in an acid rain of guilt. I put on my boots and gloves and cap, shame stinging every pore, and armed with squeegee sand and map, I went out my front door. I drove in from the suburbs to the older part of town. The pastels of the newer homes gave way to gray and brown. I had that disembodied feeling as the car pulled up and stopped beside the wooden house that held the Christmas cup. How I got up to her door, I really couldn't tell. I watched my hand rise up and press the button of the bell. I waited, aided by my nervous rocking to and fro. And just as I was thinking I should turn around and go, I heard the rattle of the china in the hutch against the wall. The triple beat of two feet and a crutch came down the hall. The clicking of the door latch and the sliding of the bolt, and a little swollen struggle popped it open with a jolt. She stood there, pale and tiny, looking fragile as an egg. I forced myself from staring at the brace that held her leg. And though her thick bifocals seemed to crack and spread her eyes, their milky and refracted depths lit up with young surprise. Come in, come in, she laughed the words and took me by the hand. And all my fears dissolved away as if by her command. We went inside and then before I knew how to react, before my eyes and ears and nose was Christmas past alive, intact. The scent of candied oranges of cinnamon and pine, the antique wooden soldiers in their military line, the porcelain nativity I'd always loved so much the Dresden and the crystal I'd been told I mustn't touch. My spirit fairly bolted like a child out of class and danced among the ornaments of calico and glass. Like magic, I was six again, deep in a Christmas spell, steeped in the million memories that the boy inside knew well and here among old Christmas cards so lovingly displayed, a special place of honor for the ones we kids had made. And there beside her rocking chair, the center of it all, my great aunt stood and said, how nice it was, I'd come to call. I sat and rattled on about the weather and the flu. She listened very patiently, then smiled and said, What's new? Thoughts and words began to flow. I started making sense. I lost the phony breeziness I use when I get tense. She was still passionately interested in everything I did. She was positive, encouraging, like when I was a kid. Simple generalities still sent her into fits. She demanded the specifics, the particulars, the bits. We talked about the limitations that she'd had to face. She spoke with utter candor and with humor and good grace. Then defying the reality of crutch and straightened knee, on wings of hospitality, she flew to brew the tea. I sat alone with feelings that I hadn't felt in years. I looked around at Christmas through a thick hot blur of tears. And the candles and the holly she'd arranged on every shelf, the impossibly good cookies she still somehow baked herself. But these rich and tactile memories became quite pale and thin when measured by the Christmas my great-aunt kept deep within. Her body halved and nearly spent, but my great-aunt was whole. I saw a Christmas miracle, the triumph of a soul, The triple beat of two feet and a crutch came down the hall, the rattle of the china in the hutch against the wall. She poured two cups, she smiled, and then she handed one to me. And then we settled back and had a cup of Christmas tea.
3: Cause the my pleasure, this is the mount of our deep and sin and
1: Tell me yeah
3: o sou... When love is gone
0: Or almost 200 years ago, this poem has been a Christmas classic. Clement Clark Moore wrote it for his nine children. But at that time, of course, he was a pastor and scholar, and he thought it was too trivial to have his name on it. So it wasn't until several years later that his children added his name to the famous poem, Twas a Night Before Christmas. had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn, there rose such a clatter, I sprung from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles their coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Dixon, I'm Comet, I'm Cupid, I'm Dunder and Blixen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew with a sleigh full of toys and Saint Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling,
6: everyone happy holidays um we are going to make some snowflake art today who's feeling stressed me me yes okay so the mandala drawing is very stress relieving um your brain automatically wants to make the repetitive motions that go into making these beautiful pieces i've made a few examples of some snowflakes that we're going to make today um typical mandalas are an eight-sided uh event you can divide your paper into eight equal parts but mother nature has seen fit to make the snowflake a hexagon all ice crystals form in hexagonal shapes and so i have a book uh that shows these are real snowflakes i don't know if y'all can see them but they are six-sided And so when you do an art piece, that's a good example, an art piece like a mandala in six sides, the the mind kind of automatically goes to snowflake. So we'll put that away. And here's a picture of what the finished grid, I did this in, in pen so that hopefully you can see how this looks a little bit better the finished grid, but I'm going to show you, we, we do it very lightly in pencil and then, um, grab your polymer eraser and you're going to erase your lines after these are just your guidelines. Okay. Um, square pieces of paper work best. So the supplies you're going to need are metallic Sharpies. I have silver and we have the white, jelly roll pens. You're going to need a pencil and your, you know, middle school compass. And this little tool is very helpful. This is kind of a 360 degree protractor. You can do it with the 180 degree uh, protractor that we all had in geometry class back in the day, but this this just makes it so much easier. I'll show you how to do it. Okay, and then your eraser and a ruler. Okay, and I love the gray paper. Uh, I've done this on blue paper before too, which is really pretty, the snowflakes. Okay, so you're gonna start with your ruler And you're going to measure a half on your paper. You want your paper divided exactly in half. So I've got 12 by 12 here. So I'm marking a six inch dot on either side of my paper. Okay, this helps us find the center. And now I'm going to make a line all the way across. Okay. And then on your line, you want to find center again. Once you do this a couple of times, it becomes very easy. Okay, so you need that center dot for this little tool, our protractor. Now you're gonna line it up. It has a, a little register mark for center and you want it mm-hmm. to, you want uh, zero degrees to be on your flat line. So in order to get six equal sides, we're gonna mark at 60 degree intervals. So we're gonna go 60, 60, and we've already got our two lines here, and then 60 degrees here, and then 60 degrees here. And then take your ruler and draw a line across through your center point and your 60 degree marks Directly on the other side. This is the fastest way to equally divide your paper into six. It's a pizza with six slices, pretty much. Mm. Okay. All right. So we've got our our pizza. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to take our protractor, I mean, our compass, the circle maker, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, just dab into your center and very gently trace your circles. These circles are completely, it doesn't matter at what intervals you make them, they're just guidelines and they're going to be erased after the finished piece is done. And it's easier just to turn your paper instead of turning this thing. And so, Yes. And questions. how many
2: circles do we want? To as make? many as you want. Okay. They're just,
6: they're completely arbitrary. Okay. If you think you want a more detailed piece, you can draw more circles to kind yeah. of keep you in line. I usually do about three or four. Mm-hmm. This is a completely stress relieving activity. Although the grid seems stressful, didn't it? <laughs> but the drawing part of it, it's completely stress relieving. And I'll start on one and then I'll just put it aside and then I'll go back to it later. And, you know, just kind of have have one working, you know, where I have a few minutes and I want to go do something that's, you know, just for me, I'll go and and work on it. So start with your, start in the middle. Okay. The the key to mandala drawing is to make the the exact same mark in each, in each Mm. section. And then you turn, instead of going around like this, you want to turn your paper, okay? And like I was saying before, the brain and the hand, the repetitive motion is where the kind of the zen, kind of the stress relief comes from. You just sort of lose track of time and enjoy just how this type of drawing just, becomes you know something like this you know Mm -hmm. which is you can see it starts out very simple in the middle and then this was all completely freehand i mean it was
3: wow
6: you know just just go where the drawing takes you and the lines really help you these jelly pins are the lines really help you stay on target and create something that's the same all the way around and that's the that's kind of the goal you can use the lines as guidelines you can use them um, to draw on and again you just want to make your mark rotate make the exact same mark in the next section some of these are very geometric and this Mm -hmm. one i tried to make a little bit more lacy like it looked like ice crystals um it has a little bit of the silver in it but it's mostly the white this one has a lot more of the silver Mm -hmm. sharpie in it and see how at the edge how i got really you know Mm -hmm. wispy like almost to look like snow blowing so it is completely your own creation however however you want to make it You can see how quickly it kind of takes mm-hmm. shape oh yeah so yours is much more lacy than mine mm-hmm. i like that i like that the freedom of
2: being able to do mm-hmm. it but there's a little structure with the guidelines
6: yes, yes. The, the the guidelines kind of keep you on on target but at mm-hmm. the same time it can become anything that you want it to be when i would teach art uh to patients at the hospital i would always encourage them you know if you can't think of something in your mind like how you want your piece to look absolutely look it up look it up on the internet i you know you can look up if you don't have a book on snowflakes i just collected that because i find snowflakes to be fascinating but um look it up online because there's nothing like seeing another visual for inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go completely freeform with this or you can say, oh, okay, I visualize it now after I've seen a picture of it. Now I can create what mm-hmm. I want it to look like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mistakes are where you get a great inspiration. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I made a mistake. No, just cover it up and make the same mistake on all the other areas <laughs> and no one will ever be able to tell. It's, mm-hmm. it's all about, you know, just passing the time and creativity and um, and then you have something beautiful when you're finished. Mm-hmm. So this has been the six-sided snowflake mandala project (laughs) yes thanks for creating with us everyone happy holidays